0: Welcome back to Love, Life & Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. And in today's episode, Benji and I are unpacking the necessity, necessity of having a team, a team that if you are married, supports your marriage and a team if you're single, that supports you and your journey. This is a non-negotiable factor of building a high noon life, of building a healthy life, of building a well-balanced life, where you just keep on winning because you have all these people propping you up every single time you want to give up. They won't let you because their love perpetuates you. That is the kingdom of heaven. And we can build it, but you need teams. So let's get into it. All right. Welcome back, everybody.
1: Welcome back, everybody.
0: Welcome to the future Yesterday was the past, today's the present, but it's also the future somehow. I don't know how that makes sense. Too early for me to figure that out. You figure it out, Benji.
1: Too late for me to figure it out. It's 10 p.m. my time, but we're ready to roll.
0: And you can see in the background, if you're looking at the video, Benji was just making a fort. He had to do a just... fort. <laughs> uh, keeping fresh. That's where he's been living these days, in his fort. Actually... It looks like I'm going to build a giant tree house this summer, a.k.a. not me, but going to get somebody to build it for me in mm. Mongolia. Uh, mm. So look out for that. I want to do a podcast episode in the tree fort, the tree house.
1: We are a bunch of grown men. That's <laughs> what we are. Real men make tree houses and pill forts.
0: The reason why men have children is so that they can act like children with their children as an excuse to really just act like children because they want to act like children. Yeah. Take that, Freud. We've
1: been, we have been going through all the Pokemon movies
0: nice. with my
1: kids. Every Saturday night, we did movie night, and it's been Pokemon from number one. There are way, way more than I thought. I oh, grew no. up with like four. It's 25. It's 25, so it'll take us oh. half a year half a year to get through all these movies.
0: Good God. That's a lot of Pokemon movies. I've never seen one of them. I don't know anything. My kids got into it. It's still a thing. It's still this empire that won't go away. Yeah, Pokemons were big when you were a kid, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just like you're saying, I'm living my, my childhood dream through my kids. And uh, I actually showed my son, Lord, of the rings when he was like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> And he he was so excited because I was so excited to show him this amazing movie. So I showed him the last scene of the last movie what? when Aragorn was ch- charging the Black Gates, and he just cried. He just was like, he was just in tears because it was frightening. Way it's way it's a far cry from a Doraemon, Ampaman, and Pokemon. So uh, I don't yeah. know what I was thinking.
0: Parenting tips starring Benji Uyama. Throw your it's kids like
1: it was really dad move. You know, your dad is like, this movie, best movie of my generation. He'll love it. And it's just the most boring, just <laughs> yeah. the most boring thing. Yeah.
0: I hear you. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I was hyping, I was hyping, my son's going to start with the books. He's getting them in the next couple weeks. See if those are, because I was like, he could probably handle it. He's 10. Mm. But then if he's going to see it, his five-year-old brother has to see it. And that kid, his favorite movie in the world for about a month was a movie he never even saw. He just saw the commercials for that shark movie, you know, no, there's a shark. Like, uh, it's about the alpha shark. It's the biggest shark. Like it's with J Jason Staten Staten, state statement or whatever It's part two. And it's about the scariest, biggest shark. And so we just saw advertisements. Uh, you know, like trailers before a movie or whatever. And he's like, that's my favorite movie. I have to see it. And then I was like, I don't know if you should see that. So, in like after that, he started, I didn't, it took me a while for some reason to put it together, but he was like, hey, are there sharks in the sewer? I'd be like, no. They're like, hey, is are there sharks in that puddle there? Are there sharks in the rain? And then I was like, are you asking because of this movie? You're never going to see that movie. You just saw the commercial. So, lesson: imprinting is a real thing, and mm-hmm. media what you ingest matters. Okay, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. I could watch, I could play. Uh, what is it? Uh, that Grand Theft Auto all day, where I just shoot people and rob people and rape people. It's got no consequences." And then we're like, "Ah, oh, how's how's the world? No consequences." Anyway, I we we definitely. Sound like old men right now. So let's move on. Let's get away from this. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about teams. This, I have to say, was born of a conversation I was having with a couple. You know who you are. I know who you are. But we will never say who you are on this podcast. And they were going through a really rough patch. And they were really at each other's throats. And um, they really felt like, kind of enemies like she's always doing this he's always done this you know it's like classic that person is 100% wrong and i'm 100% right and why can't that person just understand how wrong they are and how right i am and yet somehow both of them feel the exact same way and so after some unpacking i was i just started asking who do you who do you have on your team first of all are you a team That's the first thing in terms of this whole team thing. Like as a couple, if you don't recognize that you are our team and you're building something, you're building a marriage, you're building a family and you're doing it together. And it really requires acting like a team. Teams fight, but are you a team? That's the first thing. And that automatically really helped them to kind of put into perspective that they're not acting like a team right now. And The second thing is, who do you have in your life? that if you go to them to complain about the other person, let's say you have a wife, Benji, let's just say, hypothetically, you have a wife and you go to your best buddy, you go out for a steak dinner, Benji, and you're like, my Mm. wife is a stinker. She's the worst. I can't stand her. She smells like cheese. She looks like a bird, whatever, right? This is a hypothetical, (laughs) remember Benji, hypothetical. Uh, If you have a friend who's on the team of your marriage he is not defending your negative perspective of your wife in that moment. He is defending your marriage. So he's validating that your wife is actually a lovely person. He's like, I was like, She's very nice, right? It doesn't have to be fake or anything like that. But he's not taking the side of your fallen nature. He's not taking the side of your gripes and your complaints. He's taking the side of your marriage because he knows that when you got married, your commitment was eternally. And that was like the ideal version of you and your, your couple. When you go to a wedding, it's like this beautiful thing and everybody's crying because that's the most ideal thing. So when you have team members on team marriage, they are there to protect that marriage by helping you see when you're being a bit of a jerk, right? And so that's the point because the, the wife in this situation was thinking about maybe going to her sister's house to kind of spend a few days and take a break from her husband. I was like, okay, but is your sister on the team of your marriage? Because if she's gonna be like, yeah, I always hated that guy of yours and all this, then she's not on your team. And you have to recognize that and she's gonna make things amply worse. So to have always a team of people who really want your marriage. And if you go to the blessing, everybody, the people that you go to the blessing with trinities and stuff like that, that's when you form an even bigger team of groups of people who are now on the same team. So you're a team in your marriage. You get other people on your team, your aunts and your uncles. They're like, if you can imagine a sport, they're, they're playing different positions on the field. They're out there with you fighting the same fight. But imagine now you have other teams in the same league and you're all fighting for the same ultimate purpose, which is winning at love. That's what we want as couples. Does that make sense, Benji?
1: Yes. This is uh, incredibly common because we we have the privilege of talking with a lot of couples that are struggling, right, Andrew? Yeah. And not because all couples are struggling in high noon. That's not the illustration <laughs> I'm trying to portray. But a lot of people do come to wise men if they're wise people when they're struggling. And they go to foolish people, men or women, when if they're foolish people. Sure. So, because we attract a lot of wise people in Hainan, and the wisest around hmm. are privy to these conversations. And I would say, almost every time there's a real struggle, I will ask the question of the same question: Who's on your team, or who do you, who can you go to in your life, in your immediate circle? And the most frequent question is my wife or my husband. <laughs> the most frequent answer. <laughs> yeah. And so we have a situation where you have basically a husband and wife whose only support system is each other, which is fantastic and wonderful if you both are in a place where you can give love. But if you're tr- both trying to receive love and you don't have love to give because you're not filled up, you're not connecting with the group, you're not connecting with brothers if you're a brother or sisters if you're a sister, yeah. with the team, with people that are going to be wise and uplift you, then you're left being two zombies eating each other. That's the illustration that I like to give. And what happens when you have two zombies eating each other? Nothing great. (laughs) No nutritional value. There's nothing. You need real brains, brains. human brains, not zombie brains. And this is like, this is so incredibly common. And it's not the fault of people. It's like this is the, the reality that we live in is that people are busy, couples are busy, especially in the first years of marriage, right? As this couple you're talking about was. And the tendency is that we're busy. We prioritize things like work, like school, like responsibilities, obligations, and we don't prioritize finding our team, our group, our crew, people that are going to have our backs. And so what we're left with is at the end of the day, when all is said is done, we have one person that we go to, which is detrimental to a marriage. Mm. One person, not even, not even God, not even God not an older brother, uncle figure, aunt figure, older sister. It's one person, which in an ideal world would work, I think. (laughs) But we're all going through this process. Your spouse, my spouse is also going through a process of figuring out how to be a woman, a child of God, a daughter, a mother. And so she needs to find support. And so this was like the turning point in my relationship with Hitoe is because we were like that, just two zombies eating each other. It's like the classic argument is like, I just want to receive love but I'm giving you love. What do you mean you want to receive love? I'm loving you the best I can, but you're not loving me in the way I need it, right? That's this kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is a constant conversation. And so one day I was like, you know, Hitoi, I think you need sisters. And I think I need brothers. And we, we like really looked into the mirror and this is what we're getting to, right? Becoming a team. It feels like two people, this couple you're describing, it sounded to me like two people saying, you have food on your face. No, you have food on your face. No, you have food on your face. I don't have food on my face. You have food on your face. Yeah. (laughs) And then all they have to do is like look in the mirror together and say like, oh, look, we both have food on our face.
0: And laugh. Yeah.
1: And laugh about it. Exactly. And help each other out. It's like, that's a team. The illustration of looking together in the mirror and saying, hey, we're both got junk. We've got stuff going that we're going through. Let's work on it together. Yeah, and that's when people, especially like just the last example of this, when people are going through like a porn uh, situation in a, in a, in a marriage, the ones that really succeed through that or affairs or sexual, you know, betrayal is the ones that look at it together and say, okay, how can I, how can I support you, and how can we address this issue together, man and woman, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and to do that before it's a crisis, crisis, a crisis. Uh, So in that analogy, you know, on a team, I keep on thinking about soccer, a.k.a. football. Shout out to all you Europeans. And, you know, you have different people on that field or pitch. Shout out to all the Europeans. And each person serves a different function. And if they're doing their job, then the team is thriving and everybody should know their role. And they should know when they're superseding that role and they're kind of wandering and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so in every sport, there's that idea that, okay, if we're on a team, then every, not everybody's doing everything all at once. That's chaos, but everybody's mm-hmm. serving a function. So if you, you know, in this uh, for for marriage, let's start with marriage. We're going to get into singles too. So listen mm-hmm. up single people, but um, in marriage, uh, Yeah, the advice that we give is talk to your parents, talk to an aunt, and uncle, talk to a pastor. But more specifically for your marriage, you need people that first of all, believe in your marriage and want it to win and to get through all those difficult stuff. And then you need different kind of archetypal people. You need an uncle, you need an aunt, you need like the stern father figure and the soft father figure, the stern mother figure and the soft mother figure. You need sisters, you need brothers, you need perspective. Right. Because, you know, a great example is that when we were my wife and I, we were struggling and I would offer her, well, why don't you read this book or why don't you check out this person? Or I'd even bring people over to our house to talk with her. It was it was like my people that I wanted her to meet with, you know, because those are the people that I knew and she didn't want to have anything to do with those people because that was like they were validating my perspective. They were for me. They were my people, mm. not her people, right? What she needed, what really helped her is when she heard the exact same information that I was trying to convey, but from Mongolian people that she trusted, mm. right? Because it's like, it's, it's different. It lands differently when it's in your own native tongue. So uh, to have your own people as a husband and to have your own people as a wife. Uh, that play different roles in supporting your marriage helps you see the other person. Because when you're like, you're just really harping on the person and all you're stuck in resentment or negativity, you need somebody who can really hear it and not take either side because they're not on your side and they're not on your spouse's side. They're on your marriage side, right? So, first of all, somebody who has the emotional maturity to not jump to any conclusions. Because we all have those friends, Benji, I'm sure you know, where you're like, oh, you get all emotional and then you tell somebody and now they're emotional that's not helping you that's just the multiplication of evil right it's like i'm so angry right now and then the other person's like yeah i'm angry too it's like don't that person's not helping you right now (laughs) they're just mirroring your fallen nature you need somebody who can help you get it out by absorbing it and then you need other people who you can do stuff with you know you need like a variety of people on your team And you know you, like uh, every person's a little bit different. So some people need, honestly, somebody that they can just look, I had a rough day. I just had a rough conversation with my wife. Can we just go not talk about it and go like, I don't know, run around or go chop down a tree or go climb a tree or go Mm -hmm. hug a tree or something like, just do something with trees.
1: (laughs) Uh, Chop it down or hug it. One of those. Yeah, or climb it. One of those extremes.
0: Definitely easier to climb after you've chopped, by the way. Mm-hmm. So this is like, yeah, think if you if you are already blessed, even if you're brand new to the game of being a blessing, one of the best investments you can make is to start drafting people onto your team. Mother figures, father figures, brother figures, sister figures, all people that you know and trust and who have the maturity to not take your side, but to be on the side of your marriage, right? Because sometimes it means that they will agree, yeah, it sounds kind of like you're right and your spouse is being a jerk. And sometimes it means that they'll need to call you out and be like, actually, it sounds kind of like you're being a jerk. Very helpful to have that kind of those kind of people in your life.
1: Do mm. you have such people in your life, Benji? There's a really close friend of mine that I hesitate to talk about but I'm not going to say his name. He's going through a split up. He's like really, a, really a true brother for me, and he, uh, as soon the 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 day, the the day after, his wife told him that he she's leaving and decided to move out, and this was really out of nowhere, out of left field for for him. Uh, he called me immediately, right, and I was like. Good for you. I really I really felt that. Like, good for you, dude. Because there's two paths you can take in this situation. You can isolate or you can connect. Most people will choose to isolate when they go through difficult things. And it's not just divorce or splitting up. It's as simple as I'm just bored or stressed or angry, frustrated, had an argument with a parent, with a spouse, and I just want to be alone. And that's the decision. Or it's like, okay, I'm going to connect with someone. Just like you said, Andrew. Even even if it's just, I'm going to go walk with someone and not even talk about it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, it's like, it sounds like it doesn't resolve it, but it's infinitely better than the stuff that people do, which is to isolate. That's the default. It's accepted in our culture. Acceptable behavior. That if I'm feeling something difficult, I'm going to go to Instagram, TikTok, the news, my TV, video games, porn. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like a good idea, but what happens if you do that your entire life? So you don't know how to connect, especially when to connect, which is the real pivotal thing. Not when you're happy and everything's awesome and you just came back inspired from a workshop. Easy. Sure. Your true ability to connect really happens when you're hitting hard times, when your wife left you. And so I was like, dude, good for you. Like, this is exactly what you need to do. And guess what? Just a few months later, he is happier than he has ever been. Not because he's not with his wife anymore, just to be clear.
0: <laughs> because yeah. he
1: really worked on himself. He looked at himself in the mirror and he's like, wow, how can I grow? And because he's connecting and choosing to practice the five virtues, by the way, guys, he is he is familiar with the concepts of high noon. He's practicing the five virtues. He's being honest. He's being courageous. He's looking at himself. He's keeping accountable. He's not going to addiction in porn, sleeping around, whatever. But he's like, how can I grow from this? And I was like, dude, like I'm honestly inspired even though it's a shite situation and it sucks. But he said in his own words, I'm glad this happened because I'm happier than I have ever been because I'm truly, truly he's connecting with people, like Mm -hmm. feeling it, connecting in heart with people, with brothers, the right brothers, the wise brothers, not buddies. Not, his, not people he's going to play games with in, in, late into the night. Not his sports buds, like true wise men in his life. He's yeah. connecting with them. I was like, dude, you nailed it. You did exactly the right thing. You go through something, who can I call? Who can I talk to? Who's going to help me get have perspective? Who's going to listen to me? Who is going to allow me to be heard and seen? And he's healing. He's healing like crazy. Yeah, in just a short period of time, and I was like, "This is this is a testament to how powerful high noon living is." You 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 bring in the open. There's two ways to eliminate a shadow: you shed light on it, or you cast more shadows over the shadow. Yeah, and most of the time, people decide to put more shadows on the shadows. Hey, just a quick interruption to tell you about the 40-day high noon challenge. If you're trying to find a way to start living a high noon life today with no shadows and create a radiant blessing then this simple challenge is for you. We will send you daily lessons from our team that will keep you motivated on your journey. It's totally free, guys, and you'll get constant content directly to you. Just sign up today at highnoon.org slash challenge.
0: Well, and also in, in a situation like that, you know, that it sounds like it was a shock to him, which means that, they clearly didn't have these figures in their life that they were reporting to, especially if the wife just kind of up and left. She was most likely speaking, but not with the right people, with people who just validated, oh yeah, yeah, you should leave him, this kind of thing. And trust me, it's not hard to find those people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's Because there's a lot of people that don't want your marriage to win. You have to realize that. And they might not even know this. They might think that they're being super helpful by offering you this this advice that, oh, it's all about you and your happiness and you're not happy, so you need to leave him because he's the reason or her or whatever. And um, when in fact, they're just immature, hurt people who are giving you terrible advice. And so again, we all need our own personal support systems for just us, because we're humans. But when you enter into a marriage, your marriage also needs a support system, its own. And uh, when you have that, you just can get through stuff because you realize that it gives you perspective. You need outside perspective. Your perspective gets so cloudy. You and I spoke about this. When you get drunk off an emotion, you can't make good decisions. And when Mm -hmm. you're triggering each other, then you're kind of stuck in this state of that emotion, and you're not making good decisions, and of course you're gonna make hasty, rash decisions, because what else can you do? So, it's you know, in terms of marriage, it's an it's a fantastic investment. Um, I would I would highly suggest, you know, formally asking people if they could be on your marriage support team. And just outline that, you know, somebody, I I feel like you're a person who loves me and my spouse and that you want our marriage to succeed. So I would love to, uh, you know, be able to call you from time to time when things are going well and when things are not going well to, to help strengthen my marriage. And like, there's an old saying that people will spend thousands of dollars on the marriage ceremony and zero dollars or energy on the marriage itself they think the marriage just happens they think that you know it will just be in love and stay in love but it takes daily work all good things take effort because that's part of the value of them is that you're giving yourself you're making it a reflection of yourself that's the principled perspective is it's beautiful because it's becoming more like you. So it's beautiful to you. And, and a marriage is like that. It takes daily effort, but it also requires other people's effort. And then guess what? Your marriage becomes beautiful to them too, because they've invested in it. you and I have invested in a lot of people's marriage and we feel so close to these people. Mm. You know, we feel really like, wow, I feel a part of their, their story. And it makes me warm Mm. and feel like a family member of that person. So it's a yeah. great gift to ask people and include people in the journey. And not, some people might say, no, maybe they're too busy. Maybe they don't have the bandwidth, but still ask and find some people to help mm-hmm. your marriage succeed at its goals. And you should have goals.
1: Mm-hmm. I wanna it. share, a, just on that note, a message by WhatsApp I got from a brother. He, you know who you are. Sent, they just had a blessing ceremony today on the 15th, this morning, uh, US time. And uh, he sent me a photo of their couple at the blessing ceremony. And then he says this. He said, I'd like to share you, my happiness today to you. Believe it or not, you're also present in this moment. In the last years, you've been my mentor, and that has shaped my character and person. I changed my perspectives and beliefs. I feel so grateful to you. God bless you, Benji. And it uh, really made my day. And I'm saying this is not as like... I'm the last guy to to post a boastful comment like that. Trust me, but it made my day because I, I we don't see the impact, and not everyone is gonna go back years later and send you a photo of their blessing and say thank you. Not everyone does that, right? But that doesn't say that that doesn't mean that we don't make an impact in the people of in our lives, you know. And um, that's really that's really the the power of being connected with people like this, in the ways that we're doing, is that we're impacting people. And then I responded to him saying, buddy, it's 99% you, it's all your efforts, and God is proud of you, right? Yeah. Um, because it really is, we just we just guide him, these, uh, everyone in the right direction. We give direction, you know, based on what we know from God and from principle, right, and our experiences. But it's 99.99%, well, I guess 95%. <laughs> god <laughs> and 5% to get you know principal speaking but the point is that it's it's like we're so deeply connected and it's not like it's anyone's effort alone you know what i'm saying um i just want to share that cuz that came came to me this morning and i was i felt really moved you know for some reason
0: yeah yeah that's lovely yeah i mean so please consider who who could be on your team and ask them ask them yeah Uh, and then in terms of singles I mean we this is something that has been developed over the past decade this idea of having a a matching support team um, when you're going through the matching such a good idea I mean so much I've said it so many times I know but it, it's just how I grew up. Like the idea of dating, which is like, I have feelings for you. Do you have feelings for me? Let's begin a relationship is the stupidest, most inefficient way to functional healthy relationships. That's proven itself null and void of any you know real worth. It's just a disaster. Whereas you have if you have the oversight of, sure, you can have feelings for somebody. But then check those feelings with your team to make sure that they you Mm -hmm. have the right motivation and that they know you and they might know that you have you have certain feelings around exam time (laughs) right uh maybe you have Mm -hmm. certain feelings in springtime or you know whatever they just know you or ideally they know you and they know somebody who knows the other person and you can get a much more holistic impression of what's happening rather than just being led by your feelings. And that happens when you do life with a team. So of course I'm talking about the matching process, but this should be the case is what we're always advertising for is the high noon way. If you're not even, you're a teenager and it's not even in your kind of near near-term goals to get blessed or anything like that. Still, to have people in your life that you can say, hey, I'm having these feelings, Uh, what do you think? What are your impressions? Mm -hmm. And to have perspective is so healthy. And to have multiple perspectives, because this is one thing, during my matching process, I had just an army of ants. Army Mm -hmm. ants, you know army ants? Except it wasn't A-N-T, it was A-U-N-T-S. And I just had all these older women telling me every different perspective you could imagine at every stage. They're like, okay, you need to go to the movies. And one person's like, you can't go to the movies. <laughs> and then another person's like, what's wrong with the movies? And like I was getting all these, you know, you should, you gotta, you give up, blah, blah, blah. And it it was maddening for a while until I realized how helpful it was that. They were representing the many different possibilities of what's right or wrong. And ultimately, it was up to me to have as many conversations, because if I wanted to go against their advice, I would have to explain why. And then, you know, it's actually healthy. We, we live in a world where everybody wants to be justified. Like, I, I think and I feel, therefore, it's fine. And this is just, you know, justification. It's really healthy to work through why you think it's a good idea if it's questionable. And we don't want to because our ego doesn't want to, because we just want to be right all the time. But in essence, it's a great practice to be like, especially in major life decisions, that you have a team of people, you know, like, hey, I'm. And and, and ants. And army ants, that you have an army of ants. ants. Yeah. I had I had okay. I had three immediately like in my space, in my face. I had one overlord ant, and I had a wacky uncle who was just really flighty, and it's <laughs> like, and all these people, every single one of them. Oh, and I, I found out later I had an, uh, an angel, a guardian angel ant, who is fighting the overlord ant, because the overlord ant wanted to ruin everybody else's plans and and control things, and then this other angel ant stepped in. is madness. It is all happening around
1: me. I can't listen to you without thinking of the movie Ant Man right now. <laughs> sure. I just imagine you wearing like this Ant Man outfit and all your like ants trying to control ants things. with like grandma faces, just like finding you a match. Yeah. And an well, overlord. Anyways,
0: listen. Listen to this. At this, when all this was happening, I was thirty years old. So I was also like, "Come on, guys! I'm 30. Do I need yep. to be having this conversation?" But then later, again, I when I realized that that's just my ego. Of course, even I'm now in my 40s. Gotta say, mm-hmm. I still need it. You need it in your 70s and 80s. You need you need oversight. You need a team of people who are who want what's best for you and are fighting for you, and who will sometimes fight you. Okay. I've had many conversations with my spiritual mom where we were completely positive. We were both right, and she was trying to really be give me strong advice. And I was like, "It's just bad advice." And we fought about it. And she's like, "You're being Satan now," you know, this kind of thing. And <laughs> we'd uh, we one time I remember in particular, we said, "Okay, let's just do a three day prayer condition, reconvene, and then see see what we feel about the situation." And it turns out she was like, "You know what? You're you're right." And other times I've been wrong. Uh, Many times I've come to her and I've been like, look, I was being a complete jerk. And I was just being arrogant. And like, she saved me from making some very disastrous life choices. So having a team of people, sometimes people will call you out. And Benji, Benji's like, (laughs) you know, I don't know, back in the day, most of these people can't relate, but there were telephone numbers that you could call. Call a psychic if you wanted to get like your fortune told. Benji's somebody that you can call 24-7 on WhatsApp, and he'll just be like, you could do better than that. (laughs) That guy, he'll give you that energy of like, come on, man, pick up your socks. Come Come on, man. man. Uh, So you need that. But you also need some warm embrace. You need somebody who can accept you when you feel down and out just to hear you out.
1: Oh, my wife.
0: People, for goodness sakes.
1: Yeah. You can find Hitaway on Facebook and you can call her anytime, guys.
0: And she'll just answer, she say, Oh, Benji, is for you the calling again.
1: <laughs> no, if you want embrace, that's what I mean. Oh, if you I want see. embrace, call Hitaway. not don't call me. Yeah.
0: I've met your wife multiple times, and I to, in my memory, she doesn't have a voice. She just has a smile, just a really warm <laughs>
1: smile. Constant smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh It's really good to have a team for practical reasons. The question is why we don't have teams. I think that's an important thing. So think about it logically, right? Matching, for example. Number one, like Andrew said, you have perspective for many people. Obviously a good idea. Number two, you have people to have give and take with because it's through give and take action that things are created. New things are created. Perspective is made. You can see things clearly. Number three, practically speaking, you have a better chance at finding a person if you have more people on your team, right? The pool is larger. So it makes perfect sense in every area of your life to have a team, but why don't we do it? I think this is a really important fundamental fundamental question. Why don't people connect with people and spend more time enlarging and widening their support system, even though we all know it's a good idea? Why not?
0: Our society is progressively more isolated. So the structures we used to have I mean, that's that's one big main just evolutionary reason is because we don't live in the same way that we did, where we'd always have these ants, this army of ants. They were just, everybody inherited them when they were born, and they're, you're just around your family. So they're always questioning your decisions, which was very annoying, I'm sure,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: sometimes destructive. But ultimately, you couldn't just live in a bubble. You had to, because... That's the thing, like, when I'm talking to my wife about, she grew up in a yurt, in a gear, in a tent, in the middle of nowhere, for the first bunch of years of her life. And, like, there's just certain things you cannot do in those situations. Like, you can't be like, screw you, mom, I'm out of here, like, in the middle of winter, in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) You have no leverage. Mm -hmm. It's like, you be a team In order to survive, otherwise, and that's how life was: is you cannot survive without your family, so you cannot betray them. You are part of this unit. Now, people could just people don't even know their family; they don't talk, they don't hang out, and so everybody's default setting is just do everything on my own, right? Figure things out by myself. I'll what what sex? I don't know. I'll figure it out. I got a phone. Ask YouTube. Yeah, I ask you to. Search just, it on
1: Google. Yeah, That's
0: why people are so lonely because it's hard. It's hard. I guess that's ultimately the reason why people don't do it is because it's harder. It's much easier to just say, I want to just be with who I like, regardless of the fact that that is traditionally the worst way of finding somebody is just by yourself based on your feelings and your instincts. Um, oh, yeah. But it's harder to do anything else, especially There's when brother- everybody else is doing one thing
1: there's a brother who was, I'm mentoring in Ascend because we have a daily mentorship. And he, he said he was really struggling to uh, act out or he was, he was triggered to act out. And I said, what did you do? And he said, I went to YouTube and found some motivational videos about semen retention. <laughs> and he, he sent me the video and it was a woman. It was just woman talking about semen retention. And I was like, dude, you got you to that's great that you're getting motivation from the internet, but you gotta get you have to detach from that eventually and just find real people to, to connect with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's true, it's like that's the default. It's like not connect, but to isolate and go to the internet for to have our life answered, our life questions answered about everything. It's it's like it's very much ingrained in us evolutionarily, or if you don't like the word historically speaking, it's ingrained in us. We have a support system it's unavoidable actually necessity for life but we live in an era where it's pretty much option- optional to live quote unquote live survive not re- not necessarily thrive but survive in life without a support system for everything but it's really how we grew up, how we grew up human- humanly speaking right
0: yeah yeah and and also you know this people aren't even I've seen multiple uh, surveys done, like a lot of data supporting the fact that um, marriages, in many cases, are very sexless. And even singles are having less sex than kind of traditionally ever before, since we've been taking such, you know, uh, compiling such data. Uh, And it's because people are, they don't even know how to talk to each other. so if you if you want a healthy relationship, think about this. Think about this for a second. It seems I had to stop myself because I was about to say something so simple. it sounded stupid. But in order to be in a relationship, let's say, a romantic, loving relationship, you need to have relationships with people that are loving and healthy. Those are your foundation for having the relationship that's healthy and thriving is multiple other relationships with people that are healthy and thriving. That's how it works, right? You cannot have this thriving, beautiful plant in the middle of a garden that's just toxic, eroded soil, because eventually that beautiful flower will die because that soil will take over. You cannot have, you have to have a thriving bed of soil in order to have thriving plants in that. So think about that is like the soil is what's going on inside of you and how you relate but also the garden you need to have you need to have other plants there with you they work together i don't know if you've nerded out on trees this is the second time trees are getting a shout out but trees are the coolest things ever they found that trees talk to each other in forests and they're all connected through their root systems in forests and mm-hmm. they like diversity and not only that but if a tree is starving and it's malnourished, there's other trees that will give them nutrients and support mm. each other. So they support each other. And like, that's, first of all, you're supposed to have a very diverse range of different trees in that forest, um, but every, everybody's helping each other out. And that's what you would want, is a diverse range of perspectives in your own team, in your forest um, that are all supporting each other, right? So as a single person, it's, it's essential that you form a team, have your aunts and uncles, people that help you get through life. It's the opposite, the opposite of addiction is connection. That's one of the things that we live by at High Noon. So the opposite of addiction is feeling connected to different types of people, brothers and sisters. We need to feel accepted by our own people, our own gender, but also by the other gender trigger and also by our aunts and our uncles and also by God and all this happens in relationships so that's really what it boils down to is building teams is about building relationships and people are not good at it naturally because it takes practice so I can't advocate for teams enough if you're single if you're in a marriage you need teams I think we've explained it thoroughly enough but please I think
1: people's next thing If I know people enough, they will say, okay, well, how do I do that? I don't have, quote unquote, support. I don't have people. And I think a good step is to, first of all, that's a limiting belief. False assumption alert. I don't have people in my life. You plenty do, guys. It's like we talk daily with people that are battling addiction like no other. And it's really as simple as looking around you tapping into the existing relationships you already have and creating more relationships. I call it widening and deepening the support system. So widening is more people and deepening is deepening the relationships you already have. Mm. And that's how we create this team in in, in every area. Right? So for example, um, for me, like parenting, I started a Facebook group our Facebook uh, group chat messenger with a bunch of dads, like three dads that are, kind of in my similar life stage. And I know they're wise people and we'll support each other. And we kind of just share updates about dad stuff, struggles we've had, stressors, whatever. And you can do that for anything, matching Facebook small group, right? I also do this thing where if I meet somebody in my life, like at church or uh, somewhere, and I think they're interesting, usually uncle figures, I think they're wise. I will ask to meet up with them at some point to like for, for lunch or to go on a hike or on a walk. And I've done this with two people in my own community where I just like, Hey, can we just like chat? And I want to just be in the presence of a wise person and learn from you. And, and that's just, it's not for a specific reason. I just am always looking for ways to have more brothers, uh, men in my life. And that's like a practical thing. Go to church and and talk more with people, right? (laughs) Join a freaking Heinen group. Like sorry to curse if that's Christine, but it's like, We have groups literally to help you guys connect more on a weekly and daily basis with people. And those are wise people, facilitators, mentors, other brothers and sisters that are trying to live their best lives and uplift and support. And when you share stuff about yourself and be honest and vulnerable, they will say, thank you for sharing. I get it. I get you. You can do better. And I'm gonna keep you accountable, my friend. That's what we need. So let's not forget that we're literally creating this environment support system in high noon, daily, real time, right?
0: Absolutely. And that's where life starts to make sense and flow. So this is, you know, a lot of people try to resolve their problems by skipping other people and just resolve it internally inside of them. And that's the whole point is it's, not even just about you, it's about your relationship with other people that's lacking. So you can't resolve it completely within you. It does require that you mm. like, form relationships with other people. Sex is all about other people, even as a single person, even if you're not having sex, it's about relating with other people about your feelings about sex, and that helps to resolve the feeling in you. It's the the dynamics of give and receive. It's the symbiosis. There's something that happens when you share and when you have given, and receive action. And when you keep it inside of you, you're negating give and receive action. And so it creates this static feeling that feels stuck and you want to escape it. Hence, giving and taking with anything that stimulates you to stop feeling stuck, which ultimately makes you feel more stuck, which is porn, which is why we feel worse after, not better. So by golly gosh everybody um the practical way of doing it is honestly just asking people thinking about just start with 3 people if you're if you're married try to try to get you and your spouse to come up with 3 people each that fully support your marriage and want it to thrive and and be healthy and and, and uh you know a gift to this world and if you're a single person yeah just three people, three people that at least one kind of parental figure, maybe one kind of sibling figure, figure, and then one other person that you feel like a relationship is lacking in your life. If you've, if you have a weak relationship with your mom, then a mother figure, if you, you know, something like that, just three mm-hmm. people, three is a very great and holy number. Um, and then just start asking the conversation, start asking, hey, would you mind being on my team? And you'll figure out what the details of that are later. you know, you will get better at it. But what we used to recommend with accountability partners is when you when you're starting a relationship that you define it a little bit. So the terms are, can you be this thing for me? Okay, it would be maybe a call once a month, and if I'm ever in trouble, would you be okay with me texting you and letting you know? And that's people can commit to that. Even busy people can commit to a monthly call, you know? So uh, it could be that simple can really be that simple and that's just starting you to get into the habit of keeping people in your life and and keeping a relationship with them but i think we are running long in the tooth here so i will ender ender ender's game right here um my count is two tree references and t- a bunch of ant references so i think we're winning thank nice. you for listening <laughs> uh and we will see you when we see you
1: Peace. Hey, did you know that our team wants to do more events? Well, if you want to bring the High Noon message to your community or group, then let us know and we'll try to work something out. There's a simple application that you can fill out right now at highnoon.org invite. And one of our team members will get back to you to see what's possible. That's highnoon.org slash invite. All right. See you in the next episode.